hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Riverdale Register. I'm Caitlin. And I'm John. And this is Stella, who you can't see. And refuses to speak because she's well trained. Uh, yeah, totally. That's why. Yeah, absolutely. And she's already gotten all of her cables and all of that. Yes, she's oh good. God. She's going to go. She's going to be put down. It's okay, another. Not be put down. She should put down on the floor. Love you, Stella. Now she's One day you're going to say something that just. It's going to wind up in the podcast, and you're not going to be able to take it back. I know. Now Stella's just licking your hand. Why? <laughs> what do I taste like to this dog? Salt. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's tiredness is what you're tasting, because I stay up all night John's now. John's very tired. John doesn't sleep. It's <laughs> part of a government experiment. So it's, uh, what are we on? What are we on? Episode three of season two? Episode three of season two. And, uh... Chapter 16. <laughs> That's right. Uh, chapter 16, The Watcher in the Woods. Oh, wait. I wanted to... We got review stuff, right? We did get review stuff. Okay, so should we talk about the reviews first? I just... Uh, yeah, I just... I, I wanted to do this at the start instead of the end because it feels awkward at the end. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it at the beginning. So thank you. I think we've... So we've gotten a lot of reviews, um, and I would love to read them all, but I think we're just going to read them all starting from October 20th. <laughs> okay, so the two or Actually, reviews. no, I'm sorry, October 16th. Okay. okay. All Everybody right. else who loves your review, you're amazing, and we love you, and we really, really support you. But these you. are the ones since season two started. Yeah, so. these are the ones since season two started. And so if you guys leave us a review, we will read it. So Lukey from Australia, five stars, great podcast. Just found Riverdale and love listening to this podcast. I tried a few others, but settled on this one because of balance of love for the show and some very funny observations. Caitlin's Betty impressions are a lot of fun. Oh my god, poorly. Oh my god, poorly. It's so good. Thank I've never you. seen someone write it out with it's the R true. before. It is. It does sound like that. Thank you so much, Lugi from Australia. Tell me all about Australia. I love the idea of Australia. I've never been there, but it seems really. You fun. love the idea of a um, of a continent founded as a as a prison. I didn't realize that was its that's, history. That's how it started. It was a, it was like a British prison colony. Well, it's a huge island. It's an island, right? Yeah, it's an island. Stella, like why a, are you making it's noise? It's a continent. It's a continent. Okay, I don't know. This is Australia. Just seems really pretty and beautiful, and I would love to go there. Do we read our our I, hilarious yeah, one star review? We got a one star review from Utah Mommy. Says, "Do you even like the show?" I feel like all you guys do is talk crap on the show. I listened to one episode and had enough of the stupid jokes about the president. I came to listen about Riverdale. You know what's funny? I make so many stupid jokes about the president in my everyday life, but I didn't think we made that many on the podcast. (laughs) I don't know. I just think, and I've mentioned this before, but I just think people who are his base are desperate to find any entertainment that doesn't hate him, and it doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, But we'll talk about him less. No, we won't. Like, we were barely talking about him at all. And if I have to alienate that fan base, I will alienate that fan base. All right, what, this is the next one. Okay, RR. Oh, no, sorry, Thanks that's the, right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, this is from Color, Collarblind. Collarblind. On October 20th. name. Great podcast, even if John always is always wrong about everything. Which I thought... I'm sorry, was I wrong when I told you Kevin Keller wasn't the killer and uh, still isn't? I 
Plead the fifth. And also, it's Sheriff Keller is a killer of the season. That's the hill I'm dying on. Nah, it's definitely, like, still Cliff Blossom. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. two of them. Their twins are in that family. There's a lot of them running around. That would be amazing. I was I was kidding. But I was, wouldn't that be amazing? Of course. I think it would be amazing. And then the most recent one, John. Uh, Best Riverdale podcast, five stars from Mandy West. I love this podcast so much. Best part of my week. Your commentary is insightful and funny. Don't let any haters get you down. You guys are great. I feel like she like just read the previous <laughs> review. Uh, also, every time I watch this show with my friend, we only refer to Archie as a sexy lamp anymore. Ha <laughs> So thank you for that. I love her. Oh, that's a nice one. I was feeling like a little bummed. Um... Because Donald Trump is president, and then I read this uh, this Riverdale Register review, and I was so happy. And we also got like a really nice tweet from someone who like gave us five stars, just Aww. out of the bottom of their heart, not even on uh, iTunes. But yeah, I'm sorry. If, I'm sure we're forgetting like so many, not so many people because we're not like that egotistical. But I'm sure that we're forgetting someone. And just know that if you support our podcast, if you listen, even if you've only listened once. We really appreciate you. And if you want to give us reviews, those are great, too. Yeah, those are awesome. Our, they boost our iTunes thing, whatever yeah, that means. Yeah, you know, the, the, the algorithms and the and the statistics and the... So anyway, this yeah. episode is Chapter 16, The Watcher in the Woods. So The Watcher in the Woods was... John gave me a job this week. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we need to actually talk about what these titles are referencing. The Watcher in the Woods is a 1980 British-American horror film directed by John Huff, I think is how you pronounce his name. It's not John Hughes, which is a different person. Um, and it starred Betty, <laughs> it starred Betty Davis, um, Carol Baker, Lynn Holly Johnson, Kyle Richards, and David McCallum. I hope I said that right. It's based on a 1976 novel of the same name, and it tells the story of a teenage girl and her little sister become encompassed in a supernatural mystery regarding a missing girl in the woods surrounding their new home in the English countryside. So I read this, and I was like, oh my god, this sounds so up my alley. Yeah. Like, this is exactly, like, I love teenagers, I love missing girls, like, woods are cool, it's very pretty little liars, which is my favorite show. What's interesting is that plot-wise, it has nothing to do with this episode. Like, there's no, there's no parts where they sync up. No, that's not a problem. Uh, That's... most of the time, the movies they're referencing with the titles are just the title works with the episode, but the actual plot of the film doesn't. Well, yeah, the Watcher in the Woods is because they were watching in the woods. That's why. Right. You get that. Right. <laughs> okay. But, like, um, our fr- my friend, our friend, uh, Jacob, pointed out that there is a movie called Cruising which that involves also... a serial killer on the loose, which would be a more exact... Uh, relationship to this episode. But is that a popular movie? I don't know. Is The Watcher in the Woods a popular movie? I mean, it has Betty Davis. I yeah, think, yeah. Like, well, they just the also... Youths, the youths really aren't checking out Betty Davis movies these days. Okay, one, fuck you. <laughs> and two, um, the, they also have a 2017 TV miniseries. Um, like, it's a new adaptation. Oh, okay. So, That's the youths. Cool. The youths might still be into it. Alright. Uh, this episode was written by... Ross Maxwell, who has, uh, who also wrote Chapter 5, The Heart of Darkness, last season. I don't That was right after Miss Grundy left. So it was a great episode. (laughs) (laughs) He wrote a bunch of episodes of Glee. Oh, I love Glee. And it looks like, uh, I'm actually not sure. Oh, a bunch of different seasons, actually. Uh, oh, and that's where he got to start. He was a writer for Glee. 
and then Teen Wolf and now Riverdale. Let's see, Heart of Darkness. It looks like you stayed with Glee for a while because you. Heart of Darkness was the one where uh, with Jason's uh, memorial service. Jason. When I uh, when Archie gifted the uh, the varsity or the um, the uniform that really shouldn't he shouldn't have had to do in the first place and like yeah exactly. it had the most awkward family dinner ever when Veronica was over at the Blossom House yeah that whole thing was weird and this episode was directed by Kevin Rodney Sullivan who has also done oh lots of stuff okay he's got a deep pool of stuff going back to 1987 on Fame the TV series. He directed the pilot of Girl Meets... Oh, no. Never mind. That's wrong. He directed on Ed. I loved that show. Do you ever see that show? I've seen a picture the, of the, the show. The Bowling Alley Lawyer. Uh, He's 30 see. Rock. 30 Rock. Modern Family. NCIS. How to Get Away with Murder. Grey's I like Anatomy. these things. Riverdale. I've heard of that. Oh, and he did to Riverdale and back again last season. Oh, sweet. That's the that's the reunion. That, that's the Molly Ringwald episode. Oh, yes. Where they sing uh, Kids in America. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> That was so great. That was the best cover. I could watch it all day. Mm-hmm. All day. So Archie's not even American, really. I mean, he is in the show, but... Right, right. But so that's uh, Archie kid. is one of the kids in America. K.J. Appa is not... Well, he's in uh, America. A kid. I mean, he's a kid in Canada. Because that's yeah, where they film true. it. Oh, my God. The whole thing was a lie. It's all lie. The TV is lies, and uh, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't listen to it or watch it anymore. Ever again. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And also, the last episode. We so. hate Donald Trump. <laughs> just want to <laughs> just want to reiterate that. So let's start with the uh, the event of the week plot for this episode, which is the formation of the Red Circle. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So so Midge and Moose are fine. Okay. <laughs> so I'm fine with this, if only because we got to see Midge. Live another day. Though she's not in this episode. She was in like two scenes in this episode. She was running out of and yeah. I I really I'm just really into the actress who plays Midge. Yeah, she's adorable. I love her. Um What are you doing with Moose? <laughs> like, come on, lady. <laughs> the the Black Hood has failed to kill three out of four of the people he went after. So only Miss Grundy <laughs> has died because the fans don't like her. I think the best part about this whole thing is that... He sucks. He had a gun in the all of the times where he Point died. blank range. So you know how the whole yeah. phrase, guns don't kill people, people kill people? In this case, it is true. It's true. He does not kill anyone with if a gun. If he stuck with... The the, the 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 cello bow. Yes, he'd be more. He he has a hundred percent success rate with the cello bow, but all guns he has failed with. It's making me wonder if he actually is meaning to, if he's trying to just shoot them. Well, when he sends that letter to the newspaper, he's just like he's like, no, I totally meant to do that. Yeah, <laughs> totally meant to just hospitalize them. Like Moose got shot three, four times at close range. Yeah. And is in the hospital and just, like, talking to people the next day. Moose, uh, Like, his thick body protecting I Midge. Say, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, the fact that, that Midge is fine is... kind of made sense. Like, it made sense to me that one of them would be fine. Sure. But I, they're both pretty much okay. It looked yeah. like Moose got hurt more when the guys from Montreal beat him up last season. Moose is like, I cannot catch a break. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Supposed to be a nice town. 
But oh, and yeah, and they both got really clear views of the black hood. Also, it was definitely a black hood <laughs> to the point they were like, "Yeah, Archie, definitely the guy." It's like green eyes, no eyes. Wait, yeah, demon see? Midge is like they were. It's like he had no soul in his eyes or something. Like everyone gets really, really um, <laughs> articulate and artistic when they when they try to describe the black hood to and someone. Archie's like, but were they green? <laughs> Like he was death incarnate. No, no, no. Were the eyes green? Listen to me. <laughs> and also, he's not death incarnate. He barely murders anyone. So Archie's getting pretty uh, upset with the with the police force. There's a great moment uh, when he's like at Veronica's place, where they're like, "Why don't you just talk to the police?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, because the sheriff did such a great job when when uh, there was a killer on the loose who killed Jason." Oh wait, no, we caught him. I wanted okay. to point out to. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> But I was like, Archie, you didn't do anything. (laughs) Archie, you were busy making music. (laughs) You were trying to decide between football and and music. And moving between three different women across that period. Including your your music teacher. Including your music teacher. But it's also the most sarcastic Archie has ever been in the entire show. And it's weird. Although apparently Chuck gets into it. Yeah, I know. Chuck gets like, don't steal my personality, though. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. I have a thing. And I like to keep my thing. So Archie uh, gets inspired when he talks to Hiram. Because, uh, like, the, the lodges are like, oh, yeah, we're, like, in trouble. We just do private security. And then Hiram's like, yeah, because, you know, the police aren't the best. Like, that time they arrested me. Uh, so, hey, kids, sometimes you got to take things into your own hands. Hiram definitely did all those things, though. So. Yeah, 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 for sure. He definitely murdered, or not murdered, he definitely... He no, he no, he has not been... It was business stuff. He definitely... It was business crime. He definitely white, the most white collar boring crime kind of crime for television, to be honest. No, absolutely. Because, like, Jane the Virgin does it all the time. It's like, oh, great. The business stuff. The thing that I did appreciate, though, was kind of how... In the first season, you did see sort of the real effects of white collar crime. With, like, the Ethel thing, where it's oh, like... yeah. Yeah, because, like, you know what? It makes sense. Oh, she's back silly. in this episode, too. Yeah, she is in For, it. like, one shot. Just in time for uh, Stranger Things to come back. Yeah. Probably not planned, but... I was going to say, that is a weird coincidence, sort of. Uh, so Archie is, like, looking at his gun, which he keeps under some comics uh, called yeah. The Red Circle. Now, The Red Circle is a old imprint from Archie Comics that actually carried superhero stories, including The Black Hood. Interesting. Uh, I think if, in its current incarnation, it's called the Dark Circle. Sure, why not? Okay. Uh, so Archie, uh, Archie gets an idea. He's going to form like a watch group uh, with all of his friends from school to protect all of his friends from school. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely nonviolent. They just see stuff and they call the police. And uh, everyone, everyone just loves it. Oh, my God. New Hot Reggie, who, by the way, they've... I think they made a really good call by recasting Reggie because he has been in every episode this season. Well, I think the idea was that they wanted to have Reggie be in more things. Yeah. And Ross Butler didn't have time. Right. So he would show up sometimes. But New Hot Reggie is in every episode. And he's like best friends with KJ Appa. Though I think so was Ross Butler. (laughs) They like met... And the dude was like, I got to bang out a few push-ups before we film this scene. And Kate's just like, he's aight. <laughs> best friends. Like, what do you, what do you think about think Channing Tatum? Friends? Legend. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh, I'm so happy for them. But I like that Reggie's like, yeah, we're the watchdogs. And Archie's like, no, That's we're the, the red circle. That 
was exactly what I tweeted. I was like, this is so funny. Because Reggie's like, I have a really good idea. And she's like, like, this is a perfect name for this. Wait. Fuck you. It's the red circle. It just would have been so great if one guy in the room was just like, the, like the comic book? <laughs> no? Okay. Like, <laughs> Did you just find this in your trunk again of your special things? I just found that last night too. That's crazy. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, what if Reggie has his own like Watchdogs comic book that he was like, this would have been perfect. <laughs> it's so sad. But it's kind of funny because like Archie's like, yeah, we're finally gonna get back the Black Hood for everything he's done to me specifically. <laughs> Meanwhile, this is the episode that kind of proves that this has had nothing to do with Archie this entire exactly. time. There's like, no, nah, it's like all of Riverdale he's after when he sends the letter to the Coopers with um. Oh, he returns Fred's wallet. That's nice. I knew that was going to Like, finally, that whole thing, it comes back. Chekhov's gun. And the Lolita sunglasses. Okay, so that was hilarious to me. Because he's probably like, what shows this woman is a pedophile? <laughs> These glasses. What can, what can everyone easily associate with Muscundi? Not the glasses she wears every day. No. These specific pair <laughs> she uses to just entrance young teenage boys. Yeah. Yeah, she was gross. <laughs> I mean, she's, she was gross. She was lucky that she was, like, no, never mind. I have nowhere to go with this. I had a comment, but it's not actually a good comment, so forget about it. So we'll move on. Yeah. He's, he's trying to punish all the sinners in Riverdale across the board. Fred the adulterer. So. Um, uh, Miss Grundy, the, the, the gross uh, pedophile. Do they uh, use it? I hope they the use drug, it. The drug-addicted children. The drug and sex-addicted children. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, which is like, phrase. okay, okay, dude, chill. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, they're just trying to do some people thing. <laughs> Can we just let them live? Let them live. But Archie is still like, he's going to canvas the entire, the entire town with red circle stuff. Yeah, they're like a little bit of a cult. It's like the entire football team and Dilton Doily. Yeah, who's gun happy <laughs> and that makes me nervous. Did you like, did you like the, the part where the principal is like totally on board for the red circle? Yeah, you know, he's, he's doing really good because he can't protect the students, so might as well let Archie handle it. But, uh, yeah, they they save Barb from Stranger Things because Ethel's just, like, walking home alone on the street in the dark. Ethel I, has done nothing wrong. She's I, fine. She's I not going to be shot. I really thought that this was, like, a plant. Like, it was meant to, like, weed someone out. Yeah. But also, like, why? yeah, she's not a target. No, Ethel's... Superior for this world. Yeah, she's not going to... Unless the dude, like, sees every every uh, Instagram post is like, she did it with Chuck Clayton, I gotta <gasps> kill her. Oh no, that'd be so terrible. She didn't do it with Chuck Clayton. <laughs> we exonerated her. But Justice would, for Ethel. <laughs> but it would be fine if she did. I just want to point it out. That was my one problem with that episode. What? They're like, what? Like, oh, how it was great that they were, like, taking down slut-shaming, but sometimes it's like, it's okay to, like, actually hook up with the people... You still shouldn't be shamed. Like, like she, it. she didn't even touch Chuck Clayton. They right. just studied together. He's like, ha, totally did her. Yeah. By the way, guess what? Uh, <laughs> coffee I picked up for John this morning from Starbucks. It's very on brand. Are you waiting for them to respond? Because they can't. Okay. Well, you could tell. I was waiting for you to just announce it. That was a maple pecan ice latte. I know. Isn't that so perfect for Riverdale? Oh, yeah, because the maple. Right. I get Did you it. think I was just mocking Do you think you? they're, like, not into pumpkin spice in Riverdale? Like, they're all about no, the maple pecan? No, it's like that maple pecan bullshit. Yeah. yeah. 
That actually, I think that sounds better to me than a pumpkin spice latte. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, honestly. it actually sounded tasty. Yeah. I mean, I made fun of you. Yeah, of course not, you did. But yeah. you're you're like you call me a white girl. You were the whitest girl I know. I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Same. I literally can't. Literally eat same. Literally same. So later, when Archie's like at Veronica's, Hiram takes him aside into his uh, into his office, which is clearly a set we're going to see a lot this season. By the way, set we haven't seen this season, Archie's bedroom. Oh, well, we saw, like, the weird animated version when Betty looked over. Did you see that? Did, was it weird? It was like, yeah, if you paused it, it almost looked like a sim creation. Well, it might not be real. It's like, probably not. It's it just so, funny. It's like, a digital thing. They might have had, like, two real houses in the pilot, but they're probably doing something like... Yeah. They built it interior. They probably don't have the room, but that's okay. Um, that's always, like... My favorite thing is to try to figure out what's an interior and what's like not. This is your I favorite out, thing. Well, I found out that Pops um, is is like a practical set. It's outdoors and all that, but that it's, uh, it's on the lot where they film the show. So like it's right there. Right, that makes Cause, sense. Because like apparently the lot where they film a lot of the CW shows in Canada is right by a train station, right by train tracks. Oh, that's where. Why would you do that? It gets better. They don't have, like, proper soundproofing on the insides of these. Uh-huh. So when the train goes by, it messes up production on every show. So they got to, like, stop and wait for the train to so, leave. So, like, every 10 minutes? <laughs> well, it's, like, every few hours or something it's going to come by. That's insane. It's, it seems like it's an easy fix. Just, like, get the, get the, um, the insequilt stuff they put on the insides right. of the walls. And but trains are loud. <laughs> yes. But so. <laughs> any kind of solution is better than no solution. That's true. Or, like, maybe not filming by a train station. <laughs> I don't know which was there first. Must have been cheap land. Because of the train! <laughs> because of the train! <laughs> there we go. So, Hiram suggests to Archie, uh, not really subtlety, it's like, I don't know, kid, I think you should be violent. I think you should go after yeah. this guy. You should go on the offensive. Archie's just like, you seem like you know what you're talking about. You seem like a really swell dude. So I have a theory about this that actually is very much associated with your theory from last season. Okay. I think Hiram is trying to basically have Riverdale be such a shithole that he can buy up all the land for really cheap and then, like, build an amusement park there. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Like that's, Maple land? <laughs> right. Like, something. Like, something that is, oh, or like, a big I, I assume this is much pettier than that. I, I assume he just wants Archie to be to be incredibly irresponsible and get like hurt or killed even. Just so like, and you're not dating my daughter anymore. I mean, that would also make sense, but I feel like because of the thing with the drive-in that never really paid off. I'm still waiting for that to go somewhere. Although now that Fred's plot is just Recovery Road, I guess we're not going to be talking about the Sodell construction site. So maybe nothing's going to happen there. I just got. I just figured it out. What is Sodale it? Sodell sounds south. Riverdale. Wait, what, wait, say it again. Sodale is, is South Riverdale. That's just that's it's a it's the oh, short term. That's the South Side. Sodale. That's so interesting. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's like NoHo, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a duh. Ding 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 ding. I didn't figure it out until you told me so. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I just figured it out. Yeah. But um, then we get the the highlight of the entire episode, which is Archie's like rally and cry YouTube video. <laughs> I love it. Just, just think about the logistics behind this. First of all, Tilton had to get his camera from circa 2004 yes. uh, out of the closet. Then they had to go and buy many red balaclavas to wear. 
What are they called? Well, like the little ski masks, the balaclava things. Balaclava. Yeah. I've never heard that term. No? No. Oh. They're like executioner's masks. No, no, no. That's what, that's what the black hood wears. So these are different. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of like morph suit masks, it looks like. Okay. I'll pretend I know like about. Little like Halloween costume ninja masks almost. Okay. So the Halloween costume <laughs> ninja masks. And so many people are shirtless in this video. It's so weird. That's what made it seem very cult-like to me. I had my favorite moment. My favorite meme was um, <laughs> someone just wrote uh, the red circle be like, and it's just the shot from uh, from Magic Mike where all the guys walk out <laughs> shirtless. It's so true. <laughs> but I knew kids in high school who were like so proud of their body they'd be shirtless as much as possible. And if really? something like this were happening, they'd be like, "Oh, we need to threaten him." I got it, and he like takes off the shirt. You knew kids from high school who were proud of their bodies. I've never met a kid from high school who's proud of their body. It's so yeah, sad. it was a football team. I didn't have really a football. We did, I guess, but I, <laughs> we didn't know them. <laughs> like, I can't point them out to you. Like, I'm sure there were people. Like, yeah. watch what. But, but this looked like this looked like a literal like these are the guys who are gonna be in the mad or the um the Magic Mike Vegas show. They just came up to to so uh, Canada for the day to film this shot. So can you be hot on camera? Thank you. Somehow it made Archie look tiny in comparison. I know. And he had his uh, shirt off. Or shirt on. Shirt on. The, yeah. The whole time. For once he had his shirt on the whole time. I was kind of waiting for the end of the video for him to take it off. <laughs> like. <laughs> and on his chest it says, we're going to end you. <laughs> <laughs> like he has all these people assembled behind him. And then he puts his head right in frame so you can't see them anymore. It's so weird. So it kind of ruins the message of we're many. We're coming to get you. It's more like, and I'm coming to get you. Archie. Me. Archie. Archie and. Andrews. My address, you know what, you got the, you saw it, you had the, you had the wallet, so. So it's fine. It's all good. I don't know if I like this or not for the, him. The um, red circle? No, it makes me This is safer than Archie alone with a gun. That's true. Yeah. Um, like, he took the bat out with him this week instead of the gun. I guess the gun is just for protection in the I home. think it's at home. Yeah, it's like it feel good it falling asleep. These... Although, if he's leaving in his garage, it's not even near his bed, it's not going to do much good for him. He's one of these responsible gun owners they keep talking about. <laughs> they exist. They're real. Apparently. They're in Riverdale. Oh, so the weird fictional series where nothing makes sense. Right. Exactly. Great, 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 great. <laughs> it's just, it's the crew that he's running with. Specifically, like, Dilton Doily and Reggie. Because Dilton is a doomsday prepper. <laughs> and Reggie yeah. is like, we're going to protect our town. And all I'm thinking is, dude, you're a drug dealer. I want to point out I don't feel comfortable with Dilton Doily having guns. <laughs> Or responsibility. The fact that he's training yeah, little no, scouts. No, no. So let's move on to uh, Kevin's adventures in the gay woods. <laughs> gay woods. Or, or if you're a fan of Gallivant, it reminds me of the Enchanted Forest. I never see like, Gallivant, but it looks you really would love good. It. Yeah, I, I think I would. They they they're in the in, they're trying to find the enchanted forest, and turns out it's just a gay bar in the woods. That's so funny. <laughs> Wait, is Gallivant? It takes place in medieval times. It's like a yeah, yeah, it's like a fake like magical medieval time. It's like once upon a time if it was funny. Kind of sure. Yeah, cool. Stella, <laughs> you're licking yourself. What are you doing? Uh, so first thought is Casey Cox's arms are huge. Yeah, he looks great. Now. Like Jesus. They, they just dress him in layers, so you can't tell. But, like, has he been that big the entire time? Or did he just go to the gym a lot between seasons? Uh, Casey got hot. <laughs> like, Casey, oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheryl, 
Cheryl's thing. Oh my god. That he was ugly and then became a beautiful butterfly. Which so is like, funny. So how many years ago back do I have to go to Riverdale where all of these people aren't pretty? I just imagine that like Betty is like fat. <laughs> Like, Casey middle school was bad. rough for everyone. I know. Archie was, like, terrible looking. Like, I feel you, Casey. I was a fat kid, too. Or, I feel you, Kevin. I don't think Casey was ever ugly, but uh, no. I get Kevin. Sorry. When you when you, when you you go through that and then you, you, you start, you, like, get yourself together, you still kind of feel like that guy. That's so sad. No, but that's exactly the kind of person you want to be. You want to be hot, but insecure. <laughs> like, that's... That's, That's exactly... True. It does worry me when I meet someone who's so secure exactly. in their looks. It's nerve like, I don't like hanging out with those people. You don't really know who you are. So apparently, <laughs> apparently, in these woods, just at night, just gay guys walk around looking to hook up with, with other good guys. Thing. This is a cruising culture. I guess so. I, it's a real thing in a way. I mean... I, I thought I thought this was a really well done storyline because I felt like it. Oh, didn't... it's it's the best Kevin storyline we've got. Like this is this is what we're gonna get now that he's a regular is like stuff like this, and I and I'm happy for it because they teased this in the season in season one when he was hooking up with Joaquin. He said something like, "Have you ever been down in Sweetwater River or whatever?" And I thought oh, it was they did say that. Yeah, and I thought it was because Kevin was the fucking murderer, but no, Kevin is just. <laughs> like hooking up with people. That was one of your major clues. <laughs> it was. This is how little she has to work with for exactly. her theories. It was. It was my major clue. But what I liked about this was that it didn't shame Kevin for like exploring his sexuality or I guess being like a sexual being. Yeah. But it also It actually turns it around on Betty. It does, yeah. So it was kind of like very fair to Kevin while at the same time not being, like, super-duper irresponsible because, like, no, you shouldn't be going into the woods and hooking up with, like, 40-year-old men in cars who could murder you. Yeah. Like Oh, yeah, is... by the way, that fake-out got me good. Me, too. I was like, oh, no. I was, ter- I was like, looking at the scenes like, oh, he's got a very distinctive car. There's a lot to work with for the future. <laughs> oh, my God, Kevin's dead, but there's so much we have now. It's like, oh, it was all in his head. Well, it went on a little long for a flash. Or yeah, like also, a... they've never pulled a trick like that before. Yeah, but I thought that was a kind of a good moment because it was like Kevin realizing how dangerous this is yeah it was like dangerous but also I think I kind of wish that they gave Kevin a different solution of some kind I kind of wish he had more reason to think that on that specific night like the if the black hood stuff had like just come out yeah of course the black hood would think just being a homosexual is bad well we don't know he seems like one of those guys though well I have to be honest if (laughs) If I have a theory about who the Black Hood is... We'll get to that. In which case, I think Kevin is fine. Oh, because it's his dad? That's what you think? Yeah. I don't think so. But who else is it going to be? I know. We'll find out. Um, I really like his conversation with Betty. He's like, I've been there for you for all this stuff, but you do not understand my my life. Your choice between... Archie and Jughead and Dark Betty are all freedoms you have because you are a privileged white blonde woman, woman and I am alone in this school. And well, I loved when he said that it's like you can explore your BDSM sexuality, which I was like, oh my god, that's what that was. <laughs> that's totally what that was. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't have that same choice because because it, I mean, not that it wasn't very uncomfortable for everyone when Betty did that whole thing. Yeah. But that there is sort of like this because he is, like, a gay man, suddenly it's, like, 
oh my God, so much more taboo and uncomfortable for everyone. Like if Kevin were to be in that dark Betty situation, I feel like it would have been a much different, like there way been more a very different reaction would have been treated differently. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that was a really, really important thing to bring up. I don't really know why Cheryl got involved. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Cheryl's just having a ball this whole episode. Did you see when they when she first is talking to Kevin about cruising the woods, just behind them, out of focus, is Cheryl? Yes, just that like, was weird. like a like a movie monster sneaking up behind them, like the thing in it follows or something like that. Yeah, I didn't really understand why why Cheryl was doing that. <laughs> she like she had no stake in this at all, yet kept popping up throughout the whole episode. Like she's like Oh, Kevin, you beautiful piece of crap I don't care about. Next scene with Betty there and be like, Kevin, you can't do this stuff. I thought she was actually going to be genuinely concerned for him for a second, but no, she was just like trolling. Also, Kevin and his dad have a really nice moment at the end of the episode. Yeah. It's like, I care about you. I love you. And then they hug and then Kevin's still like, damn it, Betty. (laughs) In the original script that you can read online. Oh, they, you, you can read it online. You know this. What are you talking they about? They release every script online? Oh, no, no, no. The original, sorry. The original oh, script. Oh, the pilot the script. Pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His I dad like, is what? not in favor of uh, him being gay in that yeah, original script. Yeah, there's like a line where it's like Kevin is alluding to his bad home night where he's like, you know, my dad, like when he's not drinking, he's insulting me for being yeah, gay. I'm super glad they decided to go with a more understanding and exactly. like, progressive. Because yes. like you don't see that. You don't see that that much, and it actually exists, oh, I think. You know you know who was... You watched Glee, right? Yeah, of course. Um, oh, he's the best. Bert? Kurt's, Kurt's dad? Bert? Is it Bert? I think it's Bert because it's Kurt and Bert or something. Oh, something like that. But yeah. like his dad was, was amazing. The he way was he, amazing. Uh, the way he like grew and accepted all that. Yeah, but this but is this is strong too. Just starting from "I love you, son." Well, I think that I mean on Glee, what I that was really the first I think super progress. Yeah, they it was a step social or pop culture needed to take. Yeah, I think, to get to this now. Because I think it was like the thing with the thing with the Glee dad was that he was very very accepting that he's like I love my son no matter what. I love you, son. I have no problem with you being gay. I just need some time to, like, get kind of, like, yeah. used to the idea. Right. I need to train myself to understand. Because I, right. I don't know what you're going through now, so give me a minute. But it wasn't like, oh, I have to make sure this is okay with my God or whatever. You <laughs> no. know what I mean? It was more like... He understood that it was going to be a challenge for him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I mean... that's I mean, that's a challenge I think a lot of uh, parents kind of go through when their kids when their kids come out to them it's like oh this means that i can't relate to them on this level anymore so like it's going to be a little bit harder yeah or like the thing that i thought was like the idea that i had is different and i think you know if you already kind of know your your son is like gay then maybe it's like a different story than if it's like a surprise Mm -hmm. or something i mean i think most parents know and so that's kind of makes it a little easier, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like most people that I, I know, not all the people that I know who've come out to their parents, but for the most part, most of them are pretty accepting. Yeah. So, which is how we should all be. Yeah. Just saying. So let's jump on to Veronica's plot, which I call Never Live with the Lodges. Oh my God, there's the worst. <laughs> so Veronica... His master plan is to get closer to her father, probably similar to what Polly did last season when she, like, lived in the Blossom House. Be like, yes. if I'm right there by his side, I'll figure out all of his dirt. 
So her start of her plan is to get him to know her friends, to create a more of an open atmosphere in the house. So they can watch the... The, the ma- Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. That makes no sense. Why would it be called The Bachelorette? Because The Bachelorette was taken. No, I know, but like, it doesn't... It would have been better if they could have like done like, what's the what's the show from Unreal if they were watching that exact show? Oh, Everlasting? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a trailer for that, season three. I, I know, I that. saw it, it's good. So it's a lady girl. It took a while for yeah. Well, it's, it's not a lady out suitor until next year. Yeah. I mean, not that next year. So far away. I but. forgot. Was there a reason for that? I I don't know. I think I'm not sure why. Not important. But it's renewed. I think for season four. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, so she wants the group to meet Hiram, and he does. He he's just like, hey everybody. <laughs> so Hiram loves. <laughs> he gives Starchy a firm handshake. By the way. Oh yeah yeah. He's he like, loves FP. FP. Good family values. I was like, what? He's a good man. I hope he gets out of jail. You don't have good character judgment. No. I'm like, no, that's not good for FP. You hired him to ruin a outdoor movie. Uh, like Good disco. family values. Good family values. Uh, but um, he insists that Archie should come to dinner one night, which immediately starts Hermione going to Ron and be like, yeah, you shouldn't. You yeah, shouldn't do no, that. You no. should invite Archie to dinner. You don't want to let him in on this whole thing. All the which she She's kind of right. She's but really also, right. she is like an angry woman this episode. She's terrible. I do like how... I do like how when Veronica invites Archie to dinner, it's like, oh, can we also not talk about the private army you're starting? And <laughs> guess what happens? It comes up immediately. But... It's, like, this whole storyline is just a collection of Hermione and Veronica scenes. <laughs> With Hermione growing more and more wine drunk as they go on. Yeah, so when did Hermione just start becoming this terrible person? Um, when they got together and started planning out season two. Yeah, but, like, it's such an aggressive change. It, so, like, this episode makes it feel like she's more put upon and under... Hiram's thumb, whereas earlier episodes are like she's on a team with him. Right, yeah, that's true. I it's a little bit inconsistent in the storytelling. Uh, it's a little bit hard to gauge where she's at from an episode-to-episode basis, but in this one, I think she's trying to protect Veronica. Do you think that she's been trying to protect her this whole time and has had sort of... Do you think she's... Well, no, because she was all... Like, if she's doing it, she's doing a terrible job because she's just threatening her daughter with the I should slap you or, oh, she drank your crystal kind of stuff. Like, yeah. she's aiming Hiram at her. It all, it's either she's trying to protect her or they're competing for Hiram's affection. That's so weird. And it seems like Hiram cares more about Veronica than Hermione because he, like threatened her while zipping her up in her evening gown. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the whole thing was weird. <laughs> also, where is this club that they're going to go have dinner at? I don't know. Uh, I assume it's just Pop Steiner. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, here's a choice I, I, I think might not have been the best one, which is uh, in Hiram's study, he's got that big picture of Veronica. Uh, which oh, it's not a it good seems, photo. Is no, but also it just seems like a weird decision to make it so that it's super easy to frame him so that Veronica's looking over his shoulder. Well, that's the point. Like, it looks like a power move on his part, but it actually makes him seem vulnerable to her. Right. Or maybe that's the point. Well, I think he... She's his blind spot. Is she, though? We're gonna find out. I guess we are gonna find out. Uh, <laughs> Hermione 
is a very spiteful woman at the end, like, gulping down her wine. Yeah. And like, you don't have any power in this house. He still has all the power in this house. So Veronica's like, hey, daddy, can I join the company? He's like, yeah, all right. What is going to happen with his storyline? I don't know. Um, this might be on the road to breaking her and Archie up. Yay! Something, something she does here might do it, or something he does in the Red Circle will do it, but... Oh, also, she has a fun line where she's like, I want to be in the room where it happens, which is like, of course she saw Hamilton. Uh, I haven't. Have you? I've listened to it. Oh, I was like, oh my and God. It's so. pretty much the whole show. Yeah, uh, that's what I, yeah. But there's a song called The Room Where It Happened. Oh, and that, mm, So she's doing a reference. Go. The writers but watched Hamilton. in this episode, Veronica and Archie seems like a rock-solid relationship compared to Betty and Jughead. I, Which gets yeah. a major shake-up in our fourth plot thread. Jughead's first... Day of school, <laughs> because I guess they decided that other first day of school he had didn't count because they reintroduced the South Side completely in this episode. Wait, do they? Did he go to school before <laughs> the season finale? He was like in the school and like they came to the lunchroom where it looked like he was getting threatened, but say he told a joke and everyone laughed and it was going oh, great. Yeah. And then this episode's like, nah, girl, you don't really know school yet. Let Tony Topaz show you around. I like Tony Topaz. You know what? I do know this actress. Yeah, Vanessa Morgan from yeah, Finding she Carter. She was Finding Carter. She was Bird in Finding Carter. Yeah. This is the best hair she's ever had. Yeah, she looks in anything. great. It's amazing. Also, and no chemistry between her and Jughead other than friendship. Yeah, sure. But, like... Just saying. Give them time. No. But Betty and Jughead only seem like friends at the start, too. We'll see. You're not going to get her and Cheryl together, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, come on. They don't even have any reason to know each other. They're best friends in real life. But in the show. Okay, you'll see. They are foreign to each other. You'll see, John. <sighs> you'll see. So, yes. We're just forgetting how he went to that school before. But Tony Topaz is a serpent, and she's going to lead him around and introduce him to stuff. So apparently, at Southside... There's another crew called the Ghoulies. Okay. What? I, I don't it's know. It's just a bad name. <laughs> I think it might be like a Archie. Goonies riff. Or who am I kidding? It's probably from Archie it's Comics. It's probably from Archie Comics, but like Ghoulies is not threatening. Uh, let me let me look it up, actually. It's like the Sharks and the Jets. Not threatening gang. Uh. Oh my god, you know the Ghoulies. Groovy, groovy Ghoulies. Those are the Ghoulies. You've seen this. I've seen this with Ghoulies before. So it's uh, there was an animated TV show, a spinoff of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, about uh, a school for monsters called the Groofy Ghoulies. It was in the seventies. I've seen this before. <laughs> so it's got it looks like a Dracula, Wolfman, Vampira. Is that a Frankenstein? Um, if it is, he's very weird looking. Yeah. But uh, it's got a whole crew. That's so. Funny. That's what these guys are named after. Uh, and people are just openly doing jingle jangle in the hallway, yeah, which is basically just... described as like, it's the ultimate drug. Yeah, it's, what does it do? It's our replacement for all drugs in this show. We don't even need drugs. <laughs> and the ghoulies seem to be dealing it. So, is it heroin? No, it's jingle jangle. No, I know, but like... <laughs> it's like heroin cut with cocaine or something. Right, it's like it sounds super like it's cocaine. The, it, and take it like a pixie stick. Who knows? Apparently it's going to be important all season, though. 
So get used to the term jingle jangle. Jingle jangle. A JJ is at least. A <laughs> JJ. JJ, which is It where... sounded like she said the JJ the first time. It's like, <laughs> whoa. That's funny. Um, that's what Cheryl called Jason, JJ. Mm-hmm. <gasps> what if that comes into play? Sounds. Oh, will it come into play play? Play play. Sounds stupid. I doubt it. JJ, play play. Uh, also, can we talk about how there are literal fences in the cafeteria? I didn't notice that one. Yeah, it's like. The cafeteria literally looks like a prison yard. Well, there are actual fences in there dividing the serpent's side from the ghoulies' side. So it's just prison. Yeah, yeah, it's just straight up prison. The design in this town is messed up. Yeah. How did anyone at any point think like this is the perfect idyllic little town? Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> the south side is trash. How is so? It's two towns. It's I guess so. That's very unclear. It's like how. Disney makes sure they're always alive when they leave the park. Like, like if you what? get injured on a Disney ride, they'll, like, keep you alive <gasps> until at least you leave the Disney park. That way they can say no one's died at Disney. Well, to be fair, I think that's what you would do literally anywhere. Yeah, but, like... Like, you try to keep people alive. No, no, but, like, they don't... Like, they know their lost causes, but they need to keep them alive just to be able to say no one's ever died at Disneyland. I feel like that's not true. I, I can it's a It's, like, a common... I've heard it from a lot of different places, but I never actually... Look deeply into it. Now I now I seem foolish. You don't seem foolish. I'm just that's a dark theory. But it also but why wouldn't you try to keep somebody alive? Great point. You know what I mean? So Jughead is the only person who responds in class about Fahrenheit four fifty one. Everyone looks at him like he just like he just stepped so far out of line. Oh my god, of course Jughead would <laughs> Which is the class is like the least uh like sort of controlled environment I've ever seen. Like, one kid just gets up and leave. Professor's like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to keep trying. So it's like college. Yeah. Just like college. Yeah. And then yeah, Jughead answers, and she's like, welcome to hell. <laughs> so Jughead wants to start the South Side School paper, the red and black. All of these names are great. Okay. So this is the blue and golden, red and black. That was, those are my high school And colors. the dude's like, all right. Uh, Professor Professor Chin is what I want to call him because that guy's chin is amazing. It's you want his like, chin? Would you pay for that chin? Maybe. <laughs> but he's just like, all right, uh, don't write gang stuff, don't write drug stuff. Jack is like, cool, I'm going to write about gangs and the drug trade. That's the only thing I want to write about. <laughs> uh, the serpents are mad that he's not hanging out with them and a real member. Especially Sweet Pea. Especially Sweet Pea. <laughs> I thought it was just Jughead insulting him, and then Tony also called him Sweet Pea. I'm like, oh, his name is Sweet Pea. So, uh, do you think the other ones are, like, Cucumber Melon <laughs> and, like, Midnight Path or whatever? Like, all named after Bev- uh, Bath & Beyond? I hope What's so. What's it called? Be- Bath & Body Works lotion? <laughs> uh, the ghoulies beat up Jughead. It's actually a really well-shot scene, though. The one where he, they just, like, you just see the shadows of it happening. <gasps> Poor Juggy. Ah, he's going to be okay. He'll be fine. Uh, but he doesn't tell Betty about it. He tells it's a motorcycle accident, which is the road to the breakup. The countdown begins. No. As soon as they start keeping secrets. Aww. Also, like, Tony and Betty meet. and It's chill. Just, yeah, but they're also just chill. like, oh, you also brought a pot for the, uh, for the, for the newspaper? Oh. <laughs> like, oh, why are we both bringing kettles? So, oh. But the lesson Jughead learns is to sit with the serpents. 
Sit with the serpents. So now he's really a part of the serpents. Which, what of course, that's where he's going. Serpents? Um, they're like, a gang, Caitlin. I guess they're a gang, but, like, do the they do bad things? The ones who sell, like, the, the like, low-level drugs and, like, protect each other, get into fights. Yeah, I don't get what gangs do. Like, in real life and also on the show. Um, it creates, like, a sense of family. Right. Uh, in a dangerous environment. They watch out for each other, but they'll also, like, attack other people from other gangs. Right. So they're bad. Yeah, gangs are bad, yes. Well, I know gangs are bad, but, like, are the serpents bad? Because Tony's yes. just chill. Serpents are probably a bad thing. Okay. I'm learning. Because there's never been a good gang, including the Red Circle. They'll probably... They'll probably be bad, too. Like, I'm getting Antifa vibes. Uh, Is that and, how you say that? Yeah. Unless you're the president, in which case you say, Antifa! <laughs> Well, I think that the yeah, I think that could actually be one of the inspirations for it, mm-hmm. just because of the covering of the faces. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's well. Mostly. If Antifa ran around more shirtless, I don't know if that would help or not. I wouldn't really. Do we need that in our lives? Do we more shirtless men running around? Um, I'm oh, not saying no. Oh wait, there's one last really quick plot line. It's my favorite. What is it? Bye, Polly. Oh my. Polly God. has like three scenes. One where she sees the letter. Two where she's like, yeah, I'm definitely a target. Three where she's like, bye, don't tell. I'm not telling mom. I'm just leaving in the night. So that just was... Just like the first time she left home. That was amazing. It was like... <sighs> it's so efficient. It was so efficient. It was just like, all right, let's get her out of here. Thank God. Goodbye, Polly. Forever. Well, she, Go thought, have the baby somewhere mysterious. It doesn't matter. You're not important. Her line was so good where it was like, I am an unwed mother carrying my cousin's <laughs> I am as sinful as it gets. <laughs> so good. Oh my God, Polly, you can't leave. <laughs> Only Betty cares. Or actually, no. Alice is just like, don't leave. And Polly's like, all right, I'm going to leave. Hey, <laughs> Polly, you can't leave. Everyone just kind of lets it happen. because You're they not are. a sinner, Polly. Let me just do it. Let me just do it. Do you go for it, yeah. You're not, you're not a sinner, Polly. You're just an unwed mother carrying your cousin's babies. <laughs> that doesn't make you a sinner. <laughs> Goodbye, Polly. That's Polly, bad. I love you. Holy, sorry, I'm done. Okay, are you done? I'm done. That's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, we got some red circle stuff going on. Betty and Kevin aren't really friends anymore. That's not true. Archie, well, he didn't. He walked away from her. He walked uh, away. Archie and Hi- Archie is like, you know, this Hiram guy. I think I want to earn his respect. He seems like a sure. real straight shooter. Sure. <laughs> Even though literally everyone in his life was like, hey, bad guy. Bad guy. Went to prison. Remember that whole thing? Devil incarnate. So, who is our prom king, prom queen, chaperone, and under the bus? Wow, this is hard. I'm going to give prom queen to Tony Topaz. Okay. I'm gonna okay, give... I can buy that. Yeah. Right. She's cool. <clears throat> She's just looking out for Jughead. I'm going to give prom king hard. Don't say Archie. You know it's Archie. It's Archie, I guess. You know it's Archie this episode. Because he's defending everyone. Because, like, I thought this was actually a really well-written Archie episode. Yeah. Archie and Kevin are kind of hard, and I think they did a good job with both of them. Good job, team. Like, it still keeps in Archie's stupid plot area, but, like, this makes sense. This tracks. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I'm more comfortable with this than I am with the gun. I'm also <sighs> trying to think that maybe Archie, um, like... Is meant to be stupid. Yeah. Like But like he's he has agency. He's not a sexy lamp being moved around. He's deciding what he's doing now. He'll always be a sexy lamp. He'll, in our hearts, he'll always be the sexy lamp. Always. 
Uh, but I see what you're saying. Okay, who's your uh, who's your chaperone? That's hard. I feel like all the parents kind of sucked. I think it might be Hiram. Really? I, <laughs> I mean, he's so. definitely chaperoning Archie. <laughs> no, it's supposed to be a good character. Okay. Um, I don't know. Alice. Sheriff Keller. Sheriff Keller. Sheriff Keller, of course. Unless yeah. he's a murderer. And don't. Okay, so I'm really getting really tired of you having it out for the Keller family. I know. Just on a whole. Who are you throwing under the bus? Uh, Hermione Lodge. Yep, that works for me. 100%. All right. Uh, let's see. Do I, any, any other, any other little bits? Well, Rumor Mel. Uh, Archie wears a, everyone in the Lodge family and Archie dressed up way too nice for their dinner together. Oh, yeah. Stupid. Who wore a tie? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Doesn't make sense. Uh, this is the outfit corner. Cheryl's giant boots to go to go find Kevin in the woods. Oh, she's the best clothes. I don't know where she... She must order everything online. <laughs> it's the only Because there's no good stores. No good in, stores. Because obviously they'd be having a marketing thing. Mm-hmm. So let's um, hop on over to that rumor mill. Okay. So the Black Hood in Archie Comics is a police officer or a former police officer. I forget which. I think a police officer. He's a police officer. So is Sheriff Keller. Is he a police officer? He is a police officer. Okay. And so is Sheriff Keller. He's but what about guy. all the other police officers we've met in town? We haven't met other... I know. Okay, so it has to be... It doesn't have to be a police officer. No, Just because no, no. he was that in the comics. No, but I That's mean... That's what a lot of the... Um, it should be someone we know. I don't think it should be... I don't think that the Black Hood will make any sense if it's someone that we just met. Because if it's someone that we just met, why are we going to care that he's the killer? Like, what's going to make it interesting about that? Oh, that's a fair enough point. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be Sheriff Keller. Well, there's only so many people. I know. That's what really pisses me off. They made yeah. him a middle-aged white man. Exactly. Because your only two options are Sheriff Keller and... Betty's, Betty's dad. dad. A lot of people think it is Betty's dad. I just feel like that's such Which a... Which is why I'm, I'm actually like a little bit like my jokey, there's two Cliff Blossoms thing. I'm, would be I'm also like a little bit like, what if there's two Cliff Blossoms? Right, because it would be kind of a... Like Cliff has a twin idea. brother who just showed up. And it's just like, murder! I mean, Everyone's bad! That wouldn't be a bad idea. It would be a bad idea. I mean, it could, it could be done interestingly. Mm. I don't know if it's... I'm just thinking Sheriff uh, Keller makes sense. All I'm thinking is they have a lot of episodes to expand the town on. Right. And create some new some new suspects. That's true. Because it's got a very small suspect. What pool. if it's the teacher in the Southside High School? Maybe. It could be. That guy doesn't... He didn't really have, like, the eyebrows, but... I mean, let's... Like, that matters. Let's just say that the person under the mask is not the person... Like, the person who physically performs as the Maybe Black Hood. Maybe it's multiple people. It could be. But I'm thinking that the person who performs as the Black Hood is not. The actor is oh, just a stuntman yeah, yeah, yeah. who kind of looks like the person. Like, they didn't have anyone when they finished season one anyway, so... Like, they didn't Maybe, know who it was. Yeah, well, possibly, or even if they did, I think that... It's kind of like Pretty Little Liars, where they, they have A, but A But is whoever not. this person is, they have so much information. They know... Well, do they, they know who all these people are, and, like... The Miss Grundy thing wasn't common knowledge. That's why Sheriff Keller makes sense. But he didn't know either. I think he knew. 
And why didn't he mention the fact that she was operating under a fake name last episode? Well, does it matter that she's operating under a fake name? We had this discussion last episode. It does. I still don't think it matters. It's Sheriff Keller. End of story. Great. Well, I think Great. that I think that the the teacher in the school is a decent suspect. People are saying that it might be one of the serpents, but I'm like, I don't, I don't. Here's the thing that I think. What the the dude with the long hair? Yeah, that's actually exactly what I think it is. So here's my one issue with. It's not really with Riverdale, but it's with the kind of the the thing that I think is not so strong about the mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, last season is that we were introduced to Cliff Blossom as like a very bad dude. Yeah, like we were like, and then they just confirmed that he was that bad of a dude. Yeah, and then they were like, he's a little bit worse than you thought. Yeah, but like not that much worse. Yeah, it's like, so, oh, I'm not actually. That shocked and surprised and horrified that he killed his son. Right. Because the son that we don't know, Jason. We don't know this relationship with like his dad. We all know it was fraught. Uh, yeah. So wow, shock. So this one might be their chance to tear a good person down. Right, and I think that's actually kind of the stronger the stronger element of the story is that <clears throat> you want to have the killer be someone who you like, like and trust and think is a good person mm-hmm. because that's going to be the hardest like to accept and if this is really about the town of Riverdale never being the same again isn't it better to have somebody that you thought was a symbol of goodness actually be a symbol of pure evil I just wish we had more suspects yeah well you're right maybe for the sake of stringing me along for this entire season we might get a couple of like a couple of people who who would would fit the bill I mean we already got the teacher so if we're going to count him as a suspect potentially sure you know, Mr. Chin, Mr. Chin, <clears throat> he, he could do it. Any of the serpents who are older could have done it. Yeah. But we don't know any of them. We don't really we know just have any of them. Long hair, man. Yeah. And I hope it's not a serpent because then it's like, oh, the serpents are bad. Yeah. Great. It's another confirmation of stuff right. we already kind of know. Right. Exactly. With, I mean, Betty's dad would be kind of interesting if there was a very good reason for it. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's Hiram. I don't think it's someone Hiram hired. I just feel like that's boring. Yeah. Hiram's got his own thing. Yeah. So, I hope we get more information next week. Yeah. I'm really excited. This is, like, honestly one of the best second seasons of television I've seen. I'm like... Three episodes in. Yeah. Can we confidently say that yet? I can confidently say it, John. I'm saying it confidently. Okay, then. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you. So until then, Caitlin, where can everyone find you? You can find me at Riley Tweets on Twitter. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. You can find my dog, Stella, at Stella the Mystery Pup on Instagram. I post some cute photos, and I'm trying to become a better photographer for her. Mm. So. For her. For her. Yes. She's very cute. She's sitting in my lap. You can find me at John Padden on Twitter, and you can find me on my blog, The Catcher in the Rye. Good pun. W-R-Y. Until then, I guess we are all set and done for this week. Over and out, River Vixens. Bye, Polly.